1: WXME AM 780, Monticello, Holton, Presque Isle.
2: Roostick County, this is the Roostick Watching Radio Show, coming to you live on the Constitutional Radio Network, the conscience of Maine, on Superstation WXME, 780 AM out of Monticello, and around the internet, around the world, on the internet, on streamer.com, and uh, you can get to it at talkshoe.com, T-A-L-K-S-H-O-E, talkshoe.com. I expect... That very shortly we will have Coach Dave Dobbenmeyer on. We also, and uh, we'll have an interesting conversation. Mike Keith was supposed to be with us, but uh, apparently he's a little tired. Poor boy. <laughs> anyway, there's enough to talk about for the next two days. The the world's in the shambles, and it's uh, it's going to get interesting. So we're we're recording this on uh, Friday night so that it will be played on Saturday morning. Just in case you never know what's going to happen tomorrow, the, um, the uh, day of rage is supposed to be happening in Boston. I don't see it happening yet. I don't see any headlines. Um, Turkey is coming apart at the seams, and our country is coming apart at the seams. There's a severe lack of continuity. We have a moral vacuum, and something is filling it, isn't it? Okay. You can hear the archives on talkshoe.com, t-a-l-k-s-h-o-e, talkshoe.com, and you can listen live on the internet to live stream. You can go to streama.com, radios, and search for uh, the WBCQ, the Planet. You can also go to Simple Radio on the internet. I my phone has this simple radio thing. That's what it's called, simple radio. And it works really well. Comes in great. Okay. Let's see. What else is going on? Um, tomorrow, tomorrow, if you're not from Aroostook County, uh, tomorrow is the Apple Blossom Festival Parade. All week in Fort Fairfield, all the events have been going on. It's a big deal. It is the oldest. Uh, what do they call it, beauty pageant, I believe in the country, and it's one of the biggest parades in Maine all year. Pretty amazing, little town, nowhere Maine, Fort Fairfield, uh, just just east of Caribou. Like I said, that's uh, when my dad was coming up here, told me he was going to move to Maine. I said, Caribou? I didn't know people lived in caribou. I thought it was only a weather station. Well, that was 30-something years ago, and I moved here, and I'm still here. But we're having fun. Okay, um, let me send a quick note to Coach Dave and see where he is. Pin won't work. Uh, okay, here we go. Hang on, Dave. Pin's coming to you. Access code. Five, two, nine, five, six, and the pound sign. Don't forget the pound sign, Dave. And if you need a pin, it's one. There you go. You got it. I think the uh coach will be with us momentarily. Momentarily. We'll have plenty to talk about. The um latest on the current event in uh the coup in Turkey. This is really a mess. They don't know what to do with this because, again, we're on both sides of this. We're supposed to be aligned with a legitimately elected government, but we've been supporting the people that apparently are participating in the coup. So it's going to get interesting, isn't it? interesting has the uh, strange bedfellows we make and the terrible web we weave when at first we practice to deceive. So, you know, let's see. Got some folks in the chat room. That's kind of unexpected, but you're certainly welcome. Nice. Thanks for being there. I hope that I can hear when Dave comes on. I'm using a different device to try to get in so that there won't be as much background noise okay so by the way let's just hear a little bit of chris ann hall as she explains now this actually happened last year but it's coming into play now as we're seeing what's going on around our country let's see if we can hear this
0: the department of justice several cities within the united states several municipalities linked up with the united nations to form a global police initiative it is called the strong cities network am am i just uh, mouthing conspiracy here no i want to share with you the speech that the attorney general loretta lynch gave before the united nations this is such an attack on our constitution this is such an attack on the sovereignty of our states This will eliminate the rights of the people as we know them under a constitutional republic. I want to show you, this is how we will have the UN Arms Treaty. This is how we will have UN control in the United States. It will bypass Congress. It will bypass the treaty process. It will be implemented on the local level so people will never even notice. This is how the UN property uh, policies are being applied in the United States through local initiative, and now we're going to see a global police force. Look how easily the federal government has partnered up with our local police force, completely defying every limitation established by our Constitution. And now, through this local initiative, we are going to see international intervention within our local governments and our local police force.
2: Isn't this what we've been talking about for years?
0: Share with you parts of Loretta Lynch's speech. And you can go uh, to my Facebook page and get a a, uh, link To this speech as well I will put a link on the bottom of this video so you can go to this and read the entire speech for yourself so you know that I'm just not cherry-picking and making this up as a matter of fact I'm probably going to be reading a large portion of this speech because it is so rich with things that should be screaming warnings to Americans who want to preserve the Constitution and preserve our inherent liberties as we know them as they were established to be ours with a limited government you know the the very beginning of Loretta Lynch's speech is just really disturbing and so I'm going to start at the very
2: don't forget this is the same Loretta Lynch that just met with Bill Clinton on the tarmac this is the same Loretta Lynch that represented them before they were in the presidency this is the same Loretta Lynch that's just pleading the fifth before Congress on the breach of security by our Secretary of State, really?
0: Very beginning. Thank you Mayor de Blasio for those kind words. For your dedication to promoting equality and expanding opportunity for your service to the people of this great city, the city I call home. I would also like to recognize High Commissioner for Human Rights, Prince Al Hussein, and the UN Habitat Program for their inspiring work and bold leadership as we work to create a future of sustainable peace, development, and opportunity. America, this is the Intervention, the incorporation of foreign influence and foreign law that our framers warned us about. George Washington warned us in his farewell address. He said, uh, against the insidious wiles of foreign influence, I conjure you to believe me, fellow citizens, that foreign influence is the most baneful foe of a Republican government he said that it would be the destruction of our liberty and here we have the uh, the attorney general of the united states and mayors from our cities embracing this very thing that our framers warned us about she says i'd like to thank all of the mayors and other municipal leaders who are helping to ensure safe and prosperous futures for our communities and our world by serving on the steering committee of the strong Network. This is the name for this. Now, I have searched all over the UN website. You cannot find a webpage for the Strong Cities Network yet. We will keep watching and see when this comes up. But this is an initiative that was spearheaded yesterday in New York City and will come to fruition in spring of, April, uh, spring of 2016 in Paris, France at the UN meeting there. She says, it is a pleasure to join a
2: do you think this is all coming together, folks? Do you think it's possible that this is all coming together in the spring of 2016? That's just past. This will come together. Hmm. Uh, let's see. What? What? What's the deal with France? Hmm. France has. They just released some uh, videos of what supposedly took place in the. Upstairs from that nightclub where, where supposedly people were tortured. We just had five cops killed in Texas. We just had uh, 84 as the last count for the body count in France. Guess what? Guess what, folks? We're in a heap of trouble. We're not paying attention. I will guarantee you that this lone wolf driver that just ran, mowed down for a mile. He drove for a mile without being stopped, knocking people over like 10 pins. Nobody stopped him. Oh, I forgot. That's a gun-free zone. The only people there that could stop him were the police and they didn't stop him. Apparently, this truck even had been outfitted with a bulletproof windshield. Hmm. Very interesting. But, so he just, he ran over these people, got to the end of his run, decided he couldn't go any further, and shot himself. No, he had to be a martyr. He jumped out of the truck and started shooting, so they killed him. So he's a martyr. And what do martyrs get? They get absolution from their sin and a free ride to paradise and 72 virgins. Well, as we know about the Orlando lone wolf shooter, it appears as though the lone wolf shooter was a bisexual who had just been told by his lover that he had AIDS, and left him for another lover, so the lone wolf Orlando shooter, nice guy, from Afghanistan, gets dropped off by his wife at the gay bar, and kills a whole bunch of the sinners that he's been sinning with. He gets killed, so he's a martyr. He gets absolution and goes directly to paradise in the bosom of Allah and 72 virgins. Well, in this case, he's probably looking for 72 little boys. Sick. Uh, okay, how come a rustic watchman left the chat? I don't have any idea. Why did that happen? Anyway, okay, Mr. Dave Dobbenmeyer, I believe, is on the line. How you doing, Coach?
1: Doing great, buddy. Doing great. How you doing hey. tonight? Oh, not too bad. You know, uh, I apologize for for Mike. Mike was, Mike Heath is going to join us tonight, but he he's out here in Ohio. We're heading to Wichita, Kansas tomorrow, and Mike left last night at two o'clock and got in here about four o'clock, and I sent him to bed.
2: <laughs> was he a good boy, or did he did he go right to bed, or did you have to give him some cookies and milk?
1: Well, we gave him some supper first, so we didn't make him go to bed without supper, but uh, he wanted okay. to be on, but uh, I, need him, I need him fresh tomorrow, so I apologize for Mike. That's okay. That's okay. <laughs> well,
2: how, how is it going with you, sir? Give us an update on your activities. Coach, you, you are an inspiration to all of us. Um, also, just like you, I don't think you know this yet, but as of tomorrow morning at 7 o'clock, you're going to be on our network.
1: What, um, I'm going to be on your network. How's that work, brother? Yeah.
2: We're, our 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 trusty producer Bob Roy has made arrangements with the station to run your show uh, an hour the hour before my show, and uh, so it's going to be Coach Dave live, I, I, and then the Aroostook Watchman, and then the um, Northern Mainland Man. Well, it sounds like a radio network.
1: Sounds like I'm in pretty good company then, brother. We're, we're doing so. we're doing really well. Getting ready tomorrow. We're going to. Uh, that's why Mike Heath is out here. We're heading to Wichita, Kansas. Uh, this is the 25th anniversary of what they called the Summer of Mercy, 1991 in Wichita. Uh, abortion almost ended in America in 1991. Most people don't know that. Again, it was called the Summer of Mercy. And over a three-week period, back in 1991, uh, pro-lifers descended upon Wichita, Kansas, which was the home of uh, famed abortionist Dr. George Teller, who, by his own admission, Dr. Teller, of course, was, was killed in his church about, uh, about six years ago now, I think it was. Elder in his church, an abortionist who's an elder in his church. He was killed by a, a gentleman by the name of Scott Roeder. Uh, George Teller, How could that by his feel? own admission... How can that be? Pardon me?
2: How can any of that be? An elder in his church?
1: A, 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 a devoted abortionist? Yeah, he was killed in his church. He was an usher. I know. He was killed on Sunday morning in his church. But George Tiller, by his own admission, this isn't hyperbole, by his own admission, had aborted 65,000 little baby boys and baby girls. That's a stadium full. That's a football stadium full of little baby boys and baby girls that George Tiller killed. Well, uh, he himself met his maker, Scott Reuters, uh, uh took his life. And the abortion clinic out in Wichita kind of floundered. And uh, five years ago, after Teller was killed, I believe it was five years ago, the clinic then reopened. Uh, business is not very good, but it's like, uh, you know, it's like the Washington's Monument of Abortion. It is the high place. And so back in 1991... Uh, when the Summer of Mercy was taking place and thousands upon thousands of Christians descended into Wichita, Kansas for that three-week period, hundreds and hundreds of arrests, so actually hundreds every day. Uh, There was one day there were 75 pastors in Wichita, Kansas, that were all arrested on the same day. Uh, Pat Robertson, big names were there. 45,000 people came for a Pat Robertson rally in the stadium and they were arresting uh, they were just arresting everybody people were locking themselves this was before the face law which made it uh, uh a uh, federal offense to block an abortion clinic um uh, yeah. people were doing it and uh, uh the, the place was on its was on its heels back in again 1991 and a and a judge federal judge came down to the ruling said the next uh, minister next pastor that gets arrested uh, they were going to seize this church and it took all the energy, took all the zapped, it, just zapped all the energy, and uh, kind of went away. And then, of course, the federal Congress passed what they call the the uh, FACE Act, Federal Access to Clinic Entrance, uh, made it a felony to block a, a an abortion clinic. And so we're going back. Twenty five years later, we're going back. Uh, kind of a reunion, Summer of uh, Mercy reunion. And so that's where Mike and I are heading. We we plan to join literally. Uh, hundreds, if not thousands, of uh, pro-life um, American citizens from all across country. So we're going to get there. We're going to drive out tomorrow morning, and we'll be there all next week. You're going to be there for the whole week. Be there all week. Yeah, we're going to. Uh, it begins actually begins tomorrow night. I don't think we'll be there in time for it. To, it begins with a with a Saturday night rally, and then Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, all through Saturday. We we're we're on the streets all day. We're on the streets. Uh, we'll have we'll be divided into oh well, many different teams. Some will go, some of them will go to the um, a clinic. Some will go to the overpasses and hold signs. Some will go to the parks and hand out literature. Some will go on the street corners and hand out literature. Some will maybe visit the abo- abortionist neighborhood. Uh, there'll be hundreds of us, and we'll be out uh, defending the unborn babies. Well, you know, I'm certainly sure well aware. It is. it's a family I mean? affair. It's uh yeah. It's, it's fascinating because again, people come, they take their vacations, they come with their whole families. And uh it's 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 a great it it is the it is the church, the body. It's the body of Christ in action and it's it's a wonderful thing to be part of.
2: Well, it would be nice if the body of Christ would actually stir their stumps and get something accomplished. I know you are, you're personally yeah, be –
1: been... There'll be many that uh, not many churches now. Although this is really kind of a unique one, because there are, we've been invited. Believe it or not, we've been invited by some of the local churches in, in Wichita, Kansas, to please come. So we're excited about it, and we'll we'll have a lot of churches. Sadly, you know the scriptures say that your enemies are those of your own household. So we'll have a lot of opposition there of, of churches, but they're going to, there'll be many, many pastors and churches that'll be standing with us. And it's going to be, uh, it's, uh, you know, it's crazy, isn't it? We live in a crazy time, do we not? Uh, oh, boy. There, everything that's going on, Black Lives Matter and what's going on up here in Cleveland, Ohio. Of course, I'm from Columbus, Ohio, with the, you know, the Republican National Committee and, and uh, supposedly the night being the uh, a night of rage. I mean, we, we are living in just unbelievable times.
2: Uh, yeah, it always comes back to me as it was in the days of Noah.
1: Yes, sir. So shall it be. It's not a man.
2: Of all the people. You know, just as a crazy aside, isn't it interesting that if you go back and go through the the genealogies, you can come up with a rough estimate because of the timeline and the age differences that there was probably in the neighborhood of five to six billion people on the planet when God closed the door yeah and there were eight eight righteous people on the earth
1: it's hard to believe, isn't it? Hey, Jack, hang on just a second. I'm yelling at my friends who just pulled into my yard. I'm doing a radio interview. Make yourself at home while I'm talking <laughs> to the up in uh, Aristoc, Maine. Okay, so good to have you. They're looking at me like I'm crazy, although they, they oh, already yeah. know that I am crazy. So that's that's nothing new. You can put stuff oh, in yeah, the that works. You do. Uh, oh, yeah back. Actually two, being, I'm sorry, man. Jack, I'm sorry to do this to you. but It's, it's okay. It
2: happens all the time. This is what happens yeah. with live radio, man.
1: Brother, this is live radio. That's exactly right. And so my, my brother has come up all the way from down around the Cincinnati areas, has driven up here to jump in and go with us tomorrow as well. Back end opens up. So uh, I'm trying to do two jobs here at once and again, I apologize for it.
2: <laughs> okay. Do, do something else for me. When you get down to Wichita, and you start talking to some of those pastors, we got to stop chopping away at the branches of the poison tree. Uh We We have to start finding where the roots are. And I'm going to tell you, Coach, one of the roots of the poison tree of our total moral decline is the 14th Amendment. And the more I understand about it, The more I believe, I'm coming to the study, and I talk to constitutional scholars and experts all over the country, it appears to me that everything was a smokescreen around the Civil War in order to get the 14th Amendment passed.
1: Yeah, but you know the Fourteenth Amendment. What we've permitted the Fourteenth Amendment to do is it, it has, in fact, trumped the First Amendment. We understand that, don't we? That's that's what's happened to it. Whether,
2: whether or not
1: not they, they did that on purpose, we do know this: that those uh, those snake oil sal- salesmen, known as attorneys, have used it to overturn the First Amendment uh, equal protection under the law right. So, uh, yes. yeah, it, uh, it calls uh, it, it quite an earthquake, a silent earthquake here in America, and so many crazy things had happened before the average citizen woke up and understood what was going on.
2: But, you see, we find those kind of things throughout all of our constitutions, all of our states, all of our laws. We In Maine, we've gone back and, and started digging through some of this stuff, and one of the things that Mike Heath and I were talking about last week, which is why we were going to do the show tonight, was that in Maine, we have this thing that originally started in the conversation as a people's veto, the people's veto. Well, that morphed into a citizen's initiative, and it was done in a time when there was huge upheaval in this country, in the mid-1990s early and mid 70s when we darn near lost our republic then because of all the insanity that went on in vietnam so they got this thing through and now we look back on it and even though the concept was probably righteous and most of the people involved were probably well intended what they did in 1976 in maine state was they changed us from a republic to a democracy. And so people, anyone with big enough influence and a big enough checkbook can come into Maine, start a petition, get 60,000 signatures, it becomes mandatory onto the ballot, and then they can buy enough votes So that 51% of the people can take away the rights of 49% of the people. And it happens in every state. It happens all the time. And it's so hard to argue against what seems to be a good process. You see? And they just got us. And they've got us chasing our tails. Around and around and around we go. The 14th Amendment. Actually, you're in Ohio. Do you know when Ohio approved, uh, ratified the 14th Amendment? I do not. Well, it ratified the 14th Amendment first in 1867.
1: Okay, that's just after the Civil War.
2: Yes, but in 1868, somebody realized that the 14th Amendment was a nightmare. And Ohio rescinded its ratification.
1: Well, we, 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 know, that those, we know that all those Civil War amendments, I'm not telling you anything that you don't know, all those Civil War amendments were supposed to be done, put in place just to grant freedom to the slaves. And now they've used all, all of those amendments to, uh, as I said earlier, overthrow the First Amendment, the Constitution, all of our liberties.
2: What they did was they snookered us, and they explained it to us and we believed that it freed the slaves. In fact, it made us all slaves. Yeah, it, it uh,
1: we we've had it we've been snookered, right, brother? We've been snookered for sure. Yeah. Now I'm I'm in, I'm involved with a guy named Pastor Matt Toella. I don't know if you know of Matt. Uh DefyTyrants defy tyrants. We know this, brother. Courts cannot make law. Courts can't make law. That's what's what, well, that's what's happened to us, and uh, all of the great moral decisions of your lifetime and of my lifetime have not been decided by the people. We're no longer a government of the people, by the people, for the people. We're a uh, government of lawyers and courts and and uh, Supreme Court attorneys. But with God's help,
2: we can fix that.
1: Yeah, we have. To, if it's have His to, will. Yeah, but we have to awaken people so that they understand what's going on, so that we're not you know we're not just shooting blanks. We understand the perspective that uh, from which this whole thing has happened to us. And I'm 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 excited because we have a lot of stuff that's a lot of good stuff that's going on. You know, we're going to Wichita and then here in about three weeks we're going to go to uh, down to Alabama with Judge Roy, Roy Moore. So, brother, uh, there's a lot of good stuff going on that most people don't understand because it's going on under the radar.
2: I wish I had the resources to join you. We're 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 with you in spirit. Let me tell you, Judge Roy, Roy is one of
1: my one of my favorite
2: people in the in the hierarchy.
1: Well, we're fighting for all we're worth. And uh, listen, Jack, I'm sorry. I'm going to, have to sign off early because my guest just shot. Let's do another show. I'd love to do another one with you and explain everything we got going on. All right, brother?
2: Hey, we'll do it again in a couple of weeks, no problem. Hey, uh, before you go, what, um, uh, da, 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 is, what show would you like us to run best of um, for tomorrow morning?
1: Oh, my goodness. Uh Run the one yeah. we did today. It's a good one. Run the one we did. It's it's, uh, it's current. It's uh, appropriate. Run the one we did today. It'd be good. Okay.
2: Ten brush it,
1: Bless you, Jack. Appreciate all you do up there, brother.
2: Okay, folks. You got you got your marching orders for the rest of the week. You got to pray for Coach and that group. They're going to be there's going to be some serious resistance. Serious resistance. So there you go. That was Coach Dave Dabenmar. If you don't know him, it's Past the Salt Ministries, and uh, he, he's a great guy. Great guy. Okay. Uh, Let's see. Tattered flag. What are you asking? Uh, is anyone in the room? CI. I don't know. I understand what CI. I'm talking to one of the folks in chat. What is CI? Hmm. Don't know. Anyway, explain yourself, Claire, and we'll try to try to address that. Okay. Let's see. We are currently. Uh, let's see. Where do we go from here? Um, how how can this possibly be? Here is we're going to do one of these um, one of the uh, releases of one of Hillary's emails, and this is just unconscionable that this is going on. Um, it's it's unbelievable that a person that has access to to, to uh, classified information can get away with what's happened here. It's, for, for you though, you folks that are not aware, I'm gonna go into this just a little bit, you folks that aren't aware have never had a clearance, never had to protect your clearance uh oh see so yeah, Christian identity oh he's gone, okay, whatever sorry um uh, few folks that have that have never had a security clearance they go back. I know that when I had to have a security clearance for military, they go back and they check with they literally literally they check with your High school teachers, grade school teachers, your doctor, your pastor, friends, neighbors, they actually make phone calls and check up and have a list and they ask questions. Back in, when? uh, Back in 68, when they did that, let's see, probably, yeah, probably 68 when they were doing the, the FBI was doing a background check on me. It cost you about 20,000 bucks. It was a big deal. That was not a not a simple thing. So the point being that once you have a security clearance, it's not something that you earned. It's something that you qualified for. It's not something that you get to do anything with, except that it, it testifies to your, your value and your, your accountability. but it can be it can be, and of a right should be very fragile and be able to be removed or blocked from you quickly, because it is a security clearance. It's a clearance. The idea being that if I do something, anything that even has the appearance that I have, uh, I could be a breach of security. Then my clearance can be and should be revoked immediately. There is no due process. There is no um, investigation. You don't need an investigation. What you need is to be able to block that person or persons from access to national security information. The investigation aspect of it comes in the either restoration of the security clearance or the prosecution of breaching the security clearance. You see, there's no one in Hillary Clinton's office that should even have a clearance. They don't don't need to be examined. There doesn't need to be an investigation all it takes is a simple suspicion of a breach of security, and it shuts down, and it should. We don't go, well, we're going to investigate this. In the meantime, this person is putting stamps on envelopes and sending national security issues to North Vietnam and and come Kim Jong-ding-dong in North Korea and and sending a few down to uh, the, the Chavez regime in Venezuela. I mean, no. You stop. Done. Off. You can't even go in the building. You can't go in the office. Hillary Clinton, after, before any of this stuff, no FBI investigation, as soon as there was a suspicion that there was a, a breach of security with that unauthorized server, she shouldn't have been able to even go into the secretary of state's office. Do you understand how this works? I think I've, I think I've mentioned it before. Just a couple old stories. You know, if you were in a bar in Japan and you told the little girl you were drinking with that your ship was leaving at, At uh, 6:45 the next morning, there's a real good possibility that by the time you got to the ship, you wouldn't be allowed on, because there was ears everywhere, and all you had to do was make that that slightest slip about talking about ships' movement, and bingo, you lost your clearance. If you didn't have a clearance, you could not even go on board you couldn't cross that gangway you understand how serious this stuff is and just a suspicion <laughs> one of my one of my shipmates years ago he was a crazy hoot. great old guy they were he was uh, stationed in um, probably in Charleston South Carolina and i'm sure that there was alcohol involved it was a weekend they were all probably liquored up. And somebody said, well, let's go over here and have a few drinks. Well, they went over to someplace. And there was a whole bunch of people. And Walt, I'm sure he was, I'm sure he had no clue what they were doing, where they were. (laughs) Monday morning, he went to go do his job, went back to his ship. He was a, he was a submariner. He went back to his ship. Uh, No, you can't come aboard, Walt. What do you mean I can't come aboard? Mm, No clearance. He didn't participate. He didn't hoot and holler. He wasn't carrying a sign. He didn't sign up to be a member of the group. It was a clan meeting. Of course, every organization is infiltrated, always has been. Somebody was there, saw him and his buddies, Figured out who he was. Doesn't take much. He's military. You start checking. Oh, yeah. Next thing you know, by the by, the next morning, he couldn't go aboard the ship. He lost his clearance, and that's the way it should be. Now, did he get his clearance back? Of course, in a matter of probably 24 hours, because he hadn't done anything wrong. It was an obvious error on his part. He should not have gone there. But nothing happened. There was no breach of security. He's not a Klan member. He didn't sign a pledge. Eh, He got his clearance back. The investigation comes after the security breach is closed. The Clintons, the Clinton Foundation sold your uranium to Russia. Hello? Where's the security clearance? She shouldn't even and the people, the lawyers, those stinking lawyers that scrubbed her her computer and provided the the invest the FBI and the, the Congressional Committee with this information, they all knew which means their clearances should have immediately been removed. They couldn't even, they should not even have been able to look at the information on the computers. You understand how, how, how quickly this gets how, how it snowballs? These people are all criminals. But on top of that, on top of that, the people that are doing the smoke screen including Mr Gowdy, who seems to be making all saying all the right things, that but they're all doing this smokescreen. Well we have to have an investigation to to see if there was a security breach. In the meantime, she's still getting presidential candidate briefings. The only only country in the world where you have a person under investigation by the FBI by their intelligence community, running for president, does that uh, can, can you say banana republic? Anybody? How did we get here? Because we weren't paying attention. We don't keep ourselves up to date. We don't keep ourselves educated. We 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 believe this smokescreen crap that they put out in front of us. What's the matter with us? As I said to to Coach Dave, when you get into the churches this week, teach them that we have to learn where the roots are to this poison tree. We absolutely have to dig into the roots of the poison tree and chop it. This whole... We're we're in a we're in a precarious situation here, folks. We're watching the news tonight because by the time this airs tomorrow morning at eight o'clock, we could be in a different world. It appears as though George Soros has spent upwards of three hundred and Three, I don't know where they got this number, this is what I read, $303 million promoting this Black Lives Matter and this night of rage. If Black Lives Matter, why don't they for, get out there and join Dave Dobbenmeyer and stop the slaughter of black lives at abortion clinics? that seems like it might be a little more appropriate use of their time and efforts. Mm. They're being played like fools. Mm. I don't know, folks. So we've got this, this night of rage, which may or may not do anything. We've got the Republican National Convention coming up where there's all kinds of of threats of massive violence. We've got another event in France. At last count, 84 people run over by a truck. Somewhere upwards of 100 people badly injured. I believe there are still 20 for um, people on life support. They're not just in critical condition. How's that gun-free zone working for you, folks? Hmm? How's that working? The most vulnerable people are made to function in a gun-free zone, we send our kids to a public school where no one can be armed by federal law. Oh, by the way, federal law, federal law. How does that work for us? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Um, let's see. I just had, um, where is that? Here we go. Federal law. Hmm. Hmm. There is, I'm going to read down through, this is a exclusive legislative jurisdiction. I'm going just go down through this one, just for the heck of it. When the people delegated power between the federal and state governments, the so-called police powers, police powers, hmm, police powers, police state powers, hmm, police powers, hmm, uh, were delegated to the state government to be exercised exclusively within their physical boundaries, uh, the, to the exclusion of any federal police powers. In U.S. versus Knight, the court declared, quote, it cannot be denied that the power of the state to protect the lives, health, and property of its citizens and to preserve good order and the public morale." public morals, the power to govern men and things within the limits of its dominion is a power originally and always belonging to the state, not surrendered to the general federal government, nor directly restrained by the Constitution of the United States and essentially exclusive. How does the federal government Make the school that you pay for in your little town a federal enclave and a federal law governing it. It is unconstitutional on its face, but it feels good, so we don't object. It feels good. In French versus Davidson the court determined that neither the 14th Amendment nor any other provision of the federal constitution interferes with the power of the state to prescribe regulations to protect the health and general welfare of its people. Hmm. Though the Constitution of the United States, the people did, however, find it prudent to delegate exceptional police powers to the federal government in a very limited number of specific places and to the complete exclusion of the legislation of the states. Hmm. Hmm. So if the federal law applies to the school in your town. It must be a federal district. Hmm. Isn't that interesting? Article 1, Section 8, Clause 17. This is what the United States government has for authority to exercise exclusive legislative jurisdiction. Jurisdiction it always comes down to jurisdiction, folks, in all cases whatsoever over such district, not exceeding 10 square miles, as may be, as may by session of particular states and the acceptance of Congress become the seat of the government of the United States. Okay, that takes care of the government, house, home. And to exercise like authority over all places purchased by the consent of the legislature of the state in which the same shall be for the erection of forts, magazines, arsenals, dockyards, and other needful buildings. Hmm. Pretty specific. Pretty specific. The subject is pretty interesting. Of course, I find this interesting just because I'm kind of a, a word geek. The, uh, once an area has been brought under the exclusive legislative jurisdiction of the federal government, in general, only federal civil laws as well as federal criminal laws are applicable in such areas to the exclusion of state laws. So if their federal government is ex- exercising federal civil and criminal laws over something in your state, it must belong to them. You paying for that school? who owns that school. Hmm. The subject is so fully discussed by Mr Justice Field delivering the opinion of the court in Fort Leavenworth versus Lowe that we need that we need do no more than refer to that case and the cases cited in the opinion. It is of the highest public importance that the jurisdiction of the state should be resisted at the borders of those places where the power of exclusive legislation is vested in the congress by the constitution the civil authority of the state is extinguished over privately owned areas and privately operated areas to the same extent as over federally owned and operated areas when such an area are placed under the exclusive legislative jurisdiction of the united states this is an interesting this is an interesting site right there, the civil authority of a state is extinguished over privately owned areas and privately operated areas the same way as the federally owned areas are not under state jurisdiction. You understand what that says? Your private property does not come under state ownership except we don't pay attention, and you pay sales tax or you pay property tax, and you get a permit to cut your grass. We are so far removed from freedom that we don't get it. We just don't get it. We have let everything roll steamroll over our God-given, unalienable. Constitutionally guaranteed rights: life, liberty, property. Life, liberty, and property, people. And we we don't even we don't even take care of that. What in the heck is the matter with us? Have we lost our little blooming minds? Maine, Maine. The preamble to the Maine Constitution: objects of government. We, the people of Maine, in order to establish justice, ensure tranquility provide for our mutual defense, promote our common welfare, not general welfare, not specific welfare, common welfare, and to secure to ourselves and our posterity the blessings of liberty, acknowledging with grateful hearts the goodness of the sovereign ruler of the universe and affording us an opportunity so favorable to design and imploring God's aid and direction in its accomplishment. Do agree to form ourselves into a free and independent state by the style and title of the state of Maine, and to ordain and establish the following constitution for the government of the same. Wow, if you even talk about sovereign immunity, sovereign ruler, woo, you're one of those wackos. Wacko, wacko. What's the matter with us, folks? We're not paying attention. All people are born equally free and independent and have certain natural, inherent, and unalienable Rights, among which are those of enjoying and defending life and liberty, acquiring, possessing, and protecting property, and of pursuing and obtaining safety and happiness. Wait a minute. Inherent and unalienable. You can't put a lien on my rights, among which are enjoying and defending. It's the use. It's not just the ownership. It's not the property. It's not having your name on it. It's the use, the function. If you can't use it without government position, permission, you don't own it. You understand that? Oh, makes me crazy. Makes me just crazy. We've got to work on this stuff, folks. We've got to start someplace. One of the places I would like to see us start is we absolutely have to get rid of this this citizens initiative, it's absolutely killing our state you, Have you been paying attention to this? Let's see if I can bring it up here voter what's it called uh, people's veto that's what it is. Good grief! I lost my brain there for a minute. Some days, some days it just doesn't work so good. If that does it, no, that's not going to work. Okay, I believe it's Article Four, Section Three, Part Third. Who figured this all out? Who named these things? Good grief! Uh, let's see. There it is, right there. Right there. I'm just going to read this real quick here. See if we can get down through it. And uh, let's see. Got to get back up there. People's veto. There it is. Petitions. Proceedings. This is Section 17 gives the petition for the people's veto. Now, the people's veto is an appropriate process. It's constitutional. The people can veto bad legislation you see back when this was being discussed this is what how they this is how they they got us involved and they got it to to get moving the people could veto if we did it properly bad legislation whether it's the governor or the legislature what they did was they the one place that uh section 17 left out was they it should have been and it needs to be amended to say that it takes a two thirds majority vote to override the proper due process legislation of our representative republic. But when you get down to the next section, section seventeen seven, section eighteen, then is where it really gets to be a mess. This is where it allows for the Secretary of State to put a bill on the ballot, a measure on the ballot, the referendum. This is what we're facing here in November. We have five of these uh, referendums on the ballot. That is nothing more, because it's very poorly worded, this is nothing more than the legislature Changing our form of government from its guaranteed, constitutionally guaranteed republican form of government into a democracy. A direct democracy is mob rule. 51% of the people can vote away the rights of 49% of the people. This has got to go, people, no matter. What you do, the way this is set up, Bloomberg or anyone like him, Soros, Bloomberg, the Clintons, the Bushes, I don't care what you call them, who they are, they can spend enough money in a little state like Maine to change our form of government. They can absolutely overwhelm us because it only takes 60,000 petition signatures to get a bill on the ballot and then all you have to do is spend enough money tell enough lies and you can get it voted in referendum position, petitions get voted in regularly there's five of them on the next during the next election cycle and every one of those need a no vote folks every one of them even if it's something you like they need a no vote. We have, to, we have to nullify this insane law that changed our form of government. We have to have this Section 18 repealed, and we must amend Section 17 and make it functional. Okay, that's enough for the rant for tonight and tomorrow and the next day. <laughs> Be careful out there, folks. Be in prayer. We have some serious issues in this country. The biggest one is a moral issue. The biggest one is we're not, the church is not doing its job because the church is impotent. The church needs to get on its face and find out what it's supposed to be doing, where and when, and do it. That's where we are. Take it or leave it. That's where we are. If there is a problem in this country, It's the incompetence, impotence of the Christian church. Not to pass laws, but to change hearts. That's where we are. You can pass all the laws you want. You can make abortion illegal. Tomorrow morning, there'll be 4,000 people asking to kill their babies. It's not the law. It's the heart. Church is failing. Okay, I'm done. Hope you enjoyed by the time you hear this. I hope you have enjoyed um Coach Dave's uh morning uh show. He's gonna be with us from now on on Saturday mornings to see how that goes. So we have Coach Dave and then the Aaristic Watchman and then Roger Eck, the Northern Maine Landland Land on the Constitutional Radio Network, the conscience of Maine. Don't forget, we have some folks that help us to keep this thing going. John Cave and Countywide Vacuum. John sells a perfect vacuum and services the rest. He'll send bags any place in the country. Give him a call, 207-492-1492. 207-492-1492. John Cave and Countywide Vacuum. We're talking about a roost county. And in Bangor, great big health food store. I love being there and helping them out. I get to hang around there a couple of days a week, and we vary that day for a multitude of reasons. And they are located on Longview Drive, right in Bangor on the end that used to be Home Depot is now BJ's. And uh, you can go in there. They've got everything from soup to nuts, granola, beans, supplements, drinks, ethnic foods, all kinds of great stuff. It's about 10,000 square feet. It's a huge store. Great place. You can give them a call, check on whatever you need to order, and uh, they'll put it up and have it sitting right there. When you get there, give them a call. Natural Living Center in Bangor, Maine, 207 990 2646. 990 2646, Natural Living Center, Bangor, Maine. Have a great day, folks, and we will see you on the radio.
1: WXME AM 780, Monticello, Halton,
0: Presque Isle.